Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. It's called I Made, I Was Made for What? And we've been talking about God's presence in you, God's passion in you, God's purpose, God's position that He's put you in is what we're talking about today, God's position for you. And so then, in week one, it was all about God's presence in you, and week two is all about your passion. We talked about really the difference between talents and gifts. And you're you're born talented, but you're reborn gifted. And we talked about how we work together as the body or as the church. And then week three, last week we talked about your purpose and how, the, how God gave you a grace gift. There's a grace gift in you. We talked about what charis means and how Western culture has kind of shattered that word and made it really, really obnoxious. But you have a grace gift. We talked about that last week. And then today we're talking about your position, what God gave you and how you are to operate with what you have, where you are in the fullness of who God called you to be. And so it's gonna be good. And this is how we're gonna make a spiritual impact together in our city. Now, remember the reoccurring slide that we've had all week is if you are a believer, you are gifted. If you're a believer, you're gifted because when you believe, you receive God's spirit and he gives you, he takes what you had as a talent and turns it into a gift. And so Romans 12, six says you're gifted because of grace. It says in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So then go with as much faith as you have and we are to grow our faith. Our faith, our faith journey is our responsibility. God does his part with grace in his son, Jesus, right? And so then, and in Proverbs 18, it says your gift will make room for you. And so then what God's given you, it will make room for you. It's going to give you great favor. And so today we're going to point to and bring clarity and application to your gift by identifying the position that you sit in. Everybody say position. position. Knowing that the whole, the whole point of this series is the Great Commission, which essentially paraphrased Matthew 20, 18 through 20 says, go make it better, build people and do it in my name. Do it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so if we're going to do that, we need to know that we're, we don't go alone. God's with us. Okay. And we go together, we all have a part to play in that, and we are gifted to make an impact, that you're specifically gifted to make an impact where you are. And so then everything has been preparation for today in your life up to this point, and today's preparation for tomorrow and so on, they build on each other. And so our our cornerstone scripture for today is found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, if you want to turn there, if you're a note taker or or you read your Bible, and you can stay parked there. We're going to reference a few verses, but that is the cornerstone scripture that says you're a holy people, a royal priesthood. You're a royal priesthood. We're talking about your position. And so before we go to that, I want to reference 1 Peter 2, 5, and it says this, you, and and this this is a direct, this is a direct tag for you. You are being built into a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. This is the position you hold because of the sacrifice of Jesus for you, your redemption, your redemption. It's the price he paid. So remember that we are many parts in one body. Everybody here plays a specific role. Remember I talked about opening the freezer door and almost knocking myself out with the door a couple weeks ago? There are many gifts represented here inside the body today. And so then all gifts are the same, are for the same purpose, which is spiritual impact, building the kingdom. Go, make it better, build people, do it in my name. Why? We want to see, God wants the human race to be in heaven. He wants all of his creation to be in heaven with him. Before I go any further... 
Uh, Patrick has been coming to church here for quite a while, and tomorrow he celebrates 2,055 days sober, which, which is seven years. That's seven years. So, so I'm so glad you're here, Patrick. And I know a lot of you came in today carrying burdens. I talked to several of you this morning. And so, man, don't miss what Heather talks about. The back of that card is a prayer request. If you, if you just can't keep it together, write it down. We're going to pray for you, okay? Let me go back. Let's jump back in the message now. So in verse 5, we see the word priesthood. And what you need to know is in the Old Testament, everybody say Old Testament. God worked through priests. God worked through priests. And only the priest could go where God dwelt. And he would go on behalf for you. He, go, he went behind a veil. It was a tent. And, and in that, it was called the Ark of the Covenant. And the priest could only go on your behalf. You couldn't go. So you had to go. You had to have an in-between guy, if that makes sense. Everybody's familiar with that terminology, right? And so when Jesus came, the Bible says that he tore the veil that separated people from God, that it was torn. So then that means everybody has the same access to God, regardless of position or past. You come in today, uh, matter of fact, in Colossians, it says that you are you're born again. You've been adopted. You are a son or a daughter of Christ. You have the same access to God that I have. And so then nobody has to go through a pastor or a priest anymore. We all have that same direct access to God. You, me, together. Everybody say, yeah. yeah. And so because of Jesus and the gift of his spirit, when Jesus ascended to heaven, right? He said, hey, I want to give you the same ability that the priest had. I'm going to give you and everybody who comes after you the same gift and the same ability. It's my spirit because I want everybody here to have the same access to God. I've came, the veil's been torn. We are redeemed no matter what you look like, okay? Now this is important for us to understand in our position because a lot of times we feel like not good enough. We should go to somebody else or there's a counselor for that. There's a pastor for that. And I'll, I'll talk about that here in just a second. But the sad part in this is when the Bible age was over, we're talking about in the Bible, the people who lived in Bible times, when that age was over, even though Jesus said this, and they believed at that time, when the Bible age was over, we immediately, the human race people, started building back priests and putting people in between us and God. And we started setting up priests again. And in fact, we call them people such as clergy or laymen or laity, and those terms are not even in the Bible. Those are man-made terms that are not in the Bible. So once again, we, the people right? Perceive that there's a special group. There's a go-between. There's, there's a group of leaders that has access to God that I don't have, right? And so that went on for a little while until the 1500s when guys like Martin Luther came along and said, hey, hey, this ain't in the Bible. This is not New Testament stuff. And this is not what Jesus said. And so then what happened when he came is they, they essentially, a lot of people agreed with what he was saying. And we had the Protestant Reformation, Okay, now what the Protestant Reformation was, they created a doctrine that was called the priesthood of all believers, the priesthood of all believers. And that meant everybody had the same access to God and the access to all the gifts that God gives. So now we're back. We're living New Testament again. Okay. And because he, because God gave us his spirit, we have these gifts. Everybody says yes. yes. And so then here's what happened though. Right after that, even the people who created and were part of the Protestant Reformation, even if they were denominational, they started building back these headships and leadership places inside of 
church, pastors, and whatever you want to call them, and we created go-betweens again between us and God. We did that as people. And so then we, we step into a time right now in 2022 where there's, it's a little bit cloudy, and we're like, well, well, are we or aren't we? Do we or don't we? Do I really need to go to him to tell him? Shouldn't we just, the Bible says we can confess our sins to one another. Do I need a go-between? No, I need to seek God. I just need to seek God. And so instead of putting people on special platforms, I want to let you know that you have the same access that everybody else has today. And that's hard for people to overcome. And I'm in one of the positions that's called pastor that's the, that people kind of see as a go-between. And I just want to tell you, I'm just like you today. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. There's nothing special about me. We don't have the perfect marriage. We don't have the perfect family. We bust our butt and we work real hard and we're pretty consistent and we're disciplined people. That's it. Walk in love, right? And so then um, the way that people have perceived me in the past has been strange. I'll never forget the first time I felt like I was, like I was elevated. I was three days into full-time ministry and I was doing my first funeral. It was a, it was a crazy week. And and after the funeral, I was standing on the side and I was shaking people's hands. I was essentially telling people, thank you for coming and honoring the family and, and honoring the deceased. And you would have believed the things that people were saying to me, like, made me get the guy to heaven. Like, I opened the door for him and I ushered him in. I didn't. That was done weeks ago when, when the guy passed away, right? I just get to hear, be here and, and be part of a formality that we've created as people. That dude's already in heaven. As a matter of fact, six days ago. And so I didn't usher him there, and, and I wasn't part of getting him there. I just got to be here, and hopefully somebody here prayed the, prayed the believer's prayer so we got somebody into heaven today. That's, like my, that's my big deal about funerals, okay? And so then, this is probably one of the bigger things that pastors face, is, is people are afraid to talk to us or come to us or look at us because they think, oh, he's a pastor, he's holy, and we're, we're, we're called holy and righteous just like you. We're holy and righteous just like you. We're really just like you. And so... Many times, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings or hospital visits or counseling sessions, and people say, well, just do your pastor thing. Just do the, do the pastor thing. You know, the pastor thing. Do the pastor thing. Well, you, you do the pastor thing. Like, you can pray. You have a voice just like me. You can pray too, right? What's funny is in my family, in my, not, not our family, but my extended family, my brothers, sisters, when I get together with my family, the family I was raised in, they expect me to do all the praying, and they expect me to do all the counseling. Well, you're a pastor. So Dusty, Dusty, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. I was like, well, this is your house. You pray. Right? Right? And so it's just, it's just assumed. And I can't tell you how many times I've been with people in hospital visits or nursing homes or you name it. And the person that is on their deathbed or sick would say, no, I don't want you to pray for me. I want Pastor Dusty to pray for me. Well, well we have the same seat. We have the same seat, just different gifting. And so then, so which I would defer, no, if it's Alex, Alex knows you better than I do. He's been here and walking with you the whole time. I just showed up on a Friday afternoon on my way home from work. Let the man with relationship pray with you because he's going to have a voice. God's given him something and words to say. They're going to help you more than I am, right? And so then, it's not that I have anything special. I am just like you. I just carry my relationship and my responsibility with the Lord as number one. And I believe that God's called me to do this. This is the greatest thing I'll ever do in my whole life, right here, this, this moment, okay? And so the gift that God's given us all is, is that. He said, you're a royal priesthood. That means he has no favorites. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And it's difficult to get the hierarchy of leadership out of our head. But what I hope you see today is your position is 
You are a royal priesthood. God says you're a priest. Everybody say priest. It's a weird word, but it's Old Testament where you'll get, you get over it. Here's what's funny about this. I coached football for a long time, and I'll never, it, it, it never failed when weather would come. If lightning strikes, you can't be on the football field, okay? And so as thunderstorms roll in in Tornado Alley, right? Happens all the time, especially in football season. Storms roll in, and all the coaches, knowing that I have a relationship with God, would look to me like, hey, you going to do something? Like, tell him. Tell him, hey, we got an hour and 45 minutes left, or it's only the second quarter. Like, tell him. I'm like, bro, I, I do the same thing you do. Like, if it's going to rain, it's going to rain, right? I have the same keys you do. And so what we have in today's culture, though, are committees and boards who get together, and they find and they hire good pastors. And they do that so they can say, good sermon, pastor. Now, hey, this week, I hope you go to the hospital and the nursing home and the assisted living and do as many visits as you can, because next week, I want you to give me another one. Good sermon, pastor. Good sermon, pastor. And so then, but the pastor part is just a gift. Everybody say gift. We hold the same position. We are a royal priesthood. The Bible says he gave some to be pastors, some, that's, that's just a small group, some to be pastors, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, to equip us, still the same seat, just different gifting. And so today we're equals. We do this together, and I get to help you find what's inside of you. I get to help you find your gift. And I've seen it like this since the beginning, since God said, Dusty, you're going to pastor in 1999. So I've seen it. We're equals. We do this together. If you know anything about business or coaching, you're only as good as the people around you. You're only ever as good as the people around you. And so if you're surrounded by slugs, guess what you become? A slug. You don't have a choice, man. Right? I remember going to, I went to a Methodist school my first year of college, and uh, it was a Methodist school. And when I got there, I realized that this was just a school that, um, that parents had sent their kids to because they did a poor job raising them. And it was crazy insane. It was crazy insane. I realized, well, you know what? God puts light in dark places. God puts light in dark places. Don't you know, four weeks in, I was at a kegger party with everybody else? Why? That's where everybody was. But no, I'm going I'm to stand firm and say, God puts light in dark places. No, you're going to become what you put yourself in and around. You are, right? And so then, we're equal today. God's always intended that we go together. Everybody say together. First Peter 2.9 says, but you, but you, he doesn't say, but you pastors or you clergy, you laymen or you laity. He says, but you, everybody say you, you. are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a royal, your royalty, your royalty, you're adopted, your son or a daughter, a holy nation, a people who belong to God so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness. End it right there. We're not. And into his marvelous light. Out of darkness. You're a priest. So that means you're in the ministry. That you're a minister. And some people don't like that because oh, I'm not good enough. You don't know where I've been. And God says, it doesn't matter where you've been. It matters where you are. Today, I see you as a chosen people. A royal priesthood. And so then, God wants to see what your past has been come to fruition in your future. He wants to see you use what you've been through to help people not do that, to get better, to get real and to move forward with God. 
And so then I have a reminder for you. If you have God's spirit, he gifted you. He gave you purpose. He gave you passion. He gave you potential. He gave you potential. And he put you in a position to use the gifting that he placed inside of you to make a spiritual impact, which is helping people get to heaven. You're a royal priesthood. That means you're a priest. And so your whole life is spiritual, by the way. There are not these boxes of spiritual and secular. Anybody ever heard the word secular? It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. But we would say, well, that's secular. In, 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 you know, in church, we say secular all the time because that means of the world. If we say secular, I mean world. That's not in the Bible. The word secular is not in the Bible. You're a spiritual being. God called you into existence. He gave you three parts. He said he wants you to live balanced, and he wants you to go in the gifting and the calling that he gave you. And so then we can't compartmentalize our lives and say, well, I'm going to be a Christian today. I'm going to be spiritual today because it's Sunday. But at 12 o'clock, I'm back to my secular self, right? We're spiritual beings. And so then in verse 9, he made you a royal priesthood so that you could share with others what he gave you. It's why he says... So that you could proclaim, I don't know what else you want, so you could share all the good stuff that God gave you when he redeemed you and brought you into heaven or righteousness. We'll call it righteousness, heaven later. That's what it says. And so then, let's talk through your action steps today. What do we do? Dusty, how do I, how do I, you saying I'm a priest, we're a priesthood. In my position as a priest, what do I do? Your action steps are going to come up. The first thing you do is this. Identify your gifts. Identify your gifts. I'm going to help you do just a little bit of that today. You're going to have homework today if you come here, by the way. It's going to be super simple and a lot of fun, but you're going to have that. Identify your gifts. I want to talk through these today. We've talked about this for the past three weeks. I'm going to teach a class after this called Next Steps. By the way, I know you can't see it, but I've got a $20 journal for you. I'm investing in you today. This is, a, uh, this is a moleskin. I got a sweet bookmark that's going to tell you who we are, what we believe. I'm not going to teach this to you. You're just going to know it. Okay, it says that. I've got a fill-in-the-blank sheet that you're going to fill out. That you're gonna help. We're going to help you find out where you are spiritually. Where are you at with God today? Today. That's part of the Next Steps class. And so it's going to happen every fourth Sunday. Happens for 40 minutes. I've got three 10-minute blocks and two five-minute blocks, and we're going to get after it. So then do not miss that. If that's what's on your heart, if you know you need to be here for that, Stay, and we'll get it done, okay? I'm going to help you get started. This is what this is not. This is not a pill, and this is not a bait and switch, okay? If I help you get one step closer to God today, it's a win, because that's my responsibility as a pastor. And so this is not about, well, this is all about volunteering. It's not. It's about helping you get to a place where you can be fulfilled, where your heart can be filled, not a job done, okay? Understand that coming to this and being disconnected from it or disconnected from God is going to be empty, and you're going to feel like you're the same place after that you were before. So you have to come with an open heart. There's something inside of you that God put there. There's something inside of you that God put there. And it's easy for you. And it brings you life. And it has the capability to impact heaven. I want you to find that. I want you to find that. And what proves this is Psalms 139. This is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Psalms 139. We're going to go verses 13 through 16. And we, we switched these up a little bit this morning. And this is my fault. So, so if, if they don't follow very well, just... The end of this is, and wonderfully made. So just pretend wonderfully made is on there, okay? Just pretend that's there. And so God says, for you created and formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So then he says this, you, God, created how I think. You created how I feel. You know what makes me laugh. You know what makes me cry. 
You created my emotions. You created my passions. You created how I see things. You wrote the book on me, Lord. That's what it says. You wrote the book on me, Lord. I thank you and praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that wonderfully made there. And what he's saying is, how great would it be for you to believe that about yourself, that I am wonderfully made? Everybody say, I am wonderfully made. What if you believe that? What if we believe that as we walked out of here today, I am wonderfully made. God knit me together. He knew me before I was born. I am wonderfully made. The next verse says, wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. Say, you did a good job when you made me, Lord. It's okay to give him a little bit of credit, okay? You did a good job when you made me, Lord, and I know it, and I know it, and I know it very well, and I know it very well. You ordained the days of my life. You ordained the days of my life. They were written in your book before one of them ever happened, which means he did not create you and go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do with him. Huh, I wonder what I'm going to do with her. I didn't, I didn't know she was coming. He did. Psalms 139 says it. You ordained all the days of my life. They were written before one of them ever happened. Okay? So he had the thing to do first, and then he brought you. And his whole hope is that you find it. His whole hope is that you find it. And so then, which means how you're made points to what you're supposed to do. Your design reveals your destiny. Your design reveals your destiny. So how you're made leads to what you're supposed to do which is, can we go back to the action step slide, guys? Which means the second part of that means you identify your personality, your temperament, your motivation, your spiritual gifts. I'm going to give you some help on that today. We're not going to do it because it takes probably 20 minutes. You can do it on your own, but we're going to take those two things, the personality and the spiritual, and we're going to actually classify, prioritize them and see if they really fit you. That's all. You're going to go home with that today. That's homework for you. The next thing you do is embrace your gifts. Embrace your gifts. So many times we spend time chasing what other people have, right? And we covet other people's gifts and we want what they do and what they have, right? Embrace your gifts. Embrace your gifts. He doesn't want you going after something you don't have and he wouldn't give you something that you can't use. So then whatever's in you is there for a purpose. Use the gifts you have. Use the gifts that you have. Use the gifts that you have. Identify, embrace them so you can find your place. Join the people of our church and live on mission. That's why. Remember, we develop our gifts here first. You're always going to develop here amongst the body first. Why? There's friendly fire here. There's, there's nobody coming against you here. This is good. We develop here so we can go and charge hell out there, out there. And so I want you to use your gift to serve here so you can go be successful there. That makes sense. Now, what you need to know is this, when we do this, when we actually use our gifts, we actually go into our city and we change the world and we start filling heaven one person at a time. God says he adds to our number those who are saved because of who we are as a royal priesthood. There's nothing better than that when you are used to bring somebody into the light, out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. So you have a gift. It's a grace. It's a passion. It's a purpose. You're a priest. Everybody say, I'm a priest. And when you get to heaven, he's going to ask you what you did with it. What did you do with that, do with that gift I gave you? And I used this uh, two weeks ago. I'm going, to, I'm going to back it up again. Here's what you're going to want to say. 
It's 1 Peter 4.10. After he calls you a chosen people in a royal priesthood, here's what 1 Peter 4.10 says. And here's what your answer to the Lord. He says, hey, I gave you a gift. What did you do with it? And here's what that verse says. God has, given every, God has given everyone a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve others so generosity can flow through you. Here's what you're going to say. Lord, I used it. And I used it well. And your heart and your generosity flowed through me. And I help people find you. I help people find you. Your gifts were the greatest part of my life. The gifts you gave me were the greatest part of my life. Look at all these people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. That's what you're going to say. So your next step is, come to next steps. If you can't today, it's okay. Every fourth Sunday. And if it, go, if it gets full, we'll just do it every week, okay? All right, so then get involved so you can use your gifts. Why? It's not a task to do. It's a heart that's filled. I want you fulfilled. I want you to use and find and peak your spiritual potential here on earth. Why? Because of the position that you hold as a son or a daughter, as a priest. It's what God gave you. It's what God gave you. It's who he calls you to be. And so then, because of his presence, his passion, and his purpose for you, you see 1 Peter 2, 9, one more time. You, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a holy nation, a people who belong to God. You belong to God. He ordained the days of your life before one was ever written. You belong. And so to close, I'm going to share an analogy with you. This is not original. I've seen part of this done before, and it wrecked my life so much. And I believe what God wants to do through this next five minutes is speak directly to you. And I'm going to give you some examples. They're practical. Actually, they're every person. Almost every person that I'm going to mention is in this room today. And in this, I'm hoping that you will see your reason. You go, huh, they, got, they do that? I, I can do that. He, he does that? He has that? I have that. That's what I'm hoping that you'll see. That's the same thing that God wants you to see. Anybody here remember Sunday night church? If you've ever been to Sunday night church, will you raise your hand? God bless you all, okay? Sunday night church died a couple years ago, and it's, it's sad because some of the most special moments we ever had in church were Sunday nights. Some weird stuff happened on Sunday nights. Some crazy stuff happened on Sunday night church. And, and every now and again, the name of my Sunday church is Liberty Baptist Chapel. It's about 14 people on Sunday night. And after worship, if the pastor was exhausted, if I'm being truth, if the pastor was exhausted and, didn't, and hadn't prepared a message, we would pass the mic around the room. And as we'd pa pass the mic around the room, you'd hear people's testimonies and they would talk about what God's doing in their life, right? And we don't do that anymore because we don't know what we're gonna get, okay? And so the big churches just pre-record them, they play you video and they edit all that crazy stuff out so you just get the point, right? And so today I want to pretend that we're going to pass the mic around the room, knowing the position that we set in and the gifting that God has given us. And so if you remember Sunday night, you know that, um, you know that it could be special, that those moments and those times are what really bring us together. They help you identify and relate to people, right? And so I imagined how I would start this is handing the mic to Elizabeth. Man, I hope I can hold this together. And I hand the mic to Elizabeth. I've been walking with Elizabeth for seven, eight months now. And I hand the mic to Elizabeth and she says, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I have the gift of mercy. And I hurt, I hurt when people hurt. 
So I serve at all hours of the night and I find stuff that you can't even dream of, that you can't make up. I find messes and I find drama, but I walk right next to people and I help them get, and I help get people to church. I help bring them to church because Jesus saved my life and I know he can do the same for them. I was made for this. That's what she would say. I was made for this. You were made for what? You were made for this. And then she would pass the mic to Karina, who's normally back in the booth, and Karina would say, hi, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of shy, super shy, depending on the topic you're talking about, okay? And she would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I enjoy the behind the scenes stuff. I have the gift of administration, and I just love connecting the dots. And to be honest with you, when everything goes good, it just makes me feel great. It takes the top off and I'm not stressed anymore because I see everything come together so well. And that blesses me. I was made for this. And Karina would pass the mic to Wyatt. Wyatt, you don't know who Wyatt is. Wyatt would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I have the gift of anything you want to say. Wyatt's an extremely gifted kid. He's going to be 25 this year. He's been, he was my first hire. I hired him when he was 15 years old. And he would say, I have the gift of technology. And I can put things together like you would imagine. Matter of fact, if it weren't for me, you wouldn't know the words of them songs we sing every week because I put that video together. All the way from Birmingham, Alabama. I was made for this. It's the best part of my week. And I can't wait to watch Sunday online to see what happens because of what I got to do. As a matter of fact, I feel more of a part of this church than you do. I was made for this. And why would pass the mic to my son, Oscar? I have to get Oscar in here. And Oscar would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I have the gift of hospitality. I love welcoming people. I see the gift of hospitality in Oscar right now. We have people come over. He meets them out of the, out of the door. Come, hey, right this way. We're going to go in the front door, okay? You're going to put your shoes right here to the right. Come on with me, right? We don't actually make you take your shoes off at the house, by the way. And so I have the gift of hospitality. Man, I just love it when people come in and they feel welcomed and they're accepted and they feel like they can just relax and be themselves. I love that. I was made for this. I was made for this. And Robert would pass the mic, or Oscar would pass the mic to Robert. Robert's a pastor. Robert's a legend that you guys don't know, and he'll never tell you that. He's the most humble man I've ever met. Robert is extremely gifted. He has so many gifts, but he would say, I have the gift of encouragement. I can make you feel good about yourself in about 1.2 seconds, because he can. And I love being the light in your week. I love coming in and speaking just a little bit of life over you and making you feel so good that you walk out of here on cloud nine. I was made for this. I was made for this. God did that in me. And Robert would pass the mic back here to Bonnie, who I think might be in childcare today. Bonnie's not in the room, but Bonnie would say, I don't know what Bonnie would say, depends, okay? But Bonnie would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I can pray the pain off these walls. And because I love to pray so much, I pray for you every week. I spend hours in prayer in my free time because I'm older and I love the Lord, and I have such a great relationship with him that I know my prayers matter. And so I pray for you on a regular basis. I was made for this. And Bonnie, 
We'll pass the mic to Victoria over here in our next gen department. Victoria's extremely gifted as well. She can do so many things. She helps out so much here. And she would say, I have several gifts, but the one I love using the most is really making our kids' environments amazing so they come in and they feel like somebody special. And I believe that that helps you receive a little bit more when you drop your kids back there. You don't have to worry about it. And you're not caught out of service because we do such a good job back there. I love helping the kids of our church so much that we do park dates. And we've got all kinds of stuff coming up in the future, but I love serving the kids of our church. I was made for this. I was made for this. And she would pass the mic back to Dennis. And Dennis would say, even though my face doesn't tell you I'm happy because it rests a little bit differently than others, okay? I love this. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And God gave me ears to hear stuff that you can't hear. And so I like spending my Sundays back here. Matter of fact, he came last night and made sure this was just good for you. So I mix it up back there and I make sure that your ears don't hurt. And I also crank it up so you don't have to hear yourself when we're singing. And I keep Dusty just a little bit over uncomfortable so you'll pay attention. But this is the highlight of my week. I was made for this. And Dennis would pass the mic to Heather. You can tell it's coming back to me now, okay? And, and Heather would say, I have the gift of leadership. She would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I use my gift of leadership to lead people in worship because God gave me a voice also. And there's nothing like singing and seeing you give your whole heart to God. Nothing fills my cup more than that. I love this. I love you. I was made for this. And she would pass the mic to me. And you know what I'd say? My name is Dusty. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. God gave me the gift of leadership. He, always gave, he also gave me the gift of goofiness. I'm a pastor, but I'm just like you. But I'm just like you. And the highlight of my week is helping somebody get from a one to a 1.1, or from a one to a two, or from a nine to a 10. I love building people. God put that in me from the very beginning of my life. I knew it. I knew it. There's nothing like helping people move forward in their faith with Jesus. I was made for this. So in answering the question of what you were made for, you were made for this. God gave you a gift. He gave you his son. He gave you his spirit. And he called you a priest. You are in the position to make an impact right where you are. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.